0: I'm Sarah Kornblit, host of Soul Goals, where we are in search of a vibrant Jewish woman. And we explore what it looks like for Jewish women to achieve greatness in this day and age, drawing on biblical sources and looking at different examples. So with a topic as big as this one, I'll be honest, it was kind of daunting to think about where to even start. There's so much great work out there, um, research, midrashim. And so what really came to mind for me when I think of what's the most basic way of looking at what an ideal woman looks like, according to the Torah, I think about Asha Schayel, a woman of valor. So just to be very clear I'm not saying a wife of valor, I'm saying a woman of valor. And we're gonna be exploring this topic for any woman. So it's not about being a wife, being a mother, it's about being a woman, and then figuring out what our greatness is, what those strengths and talents we have, and then allowing those to manifest whatever our life circumstances are. So kind of, it's, it's kind of that equalizer of, Woman as woman, not like what your specific circumstances are. So Aisha Woman of Valor, we sing this every Friday night. We're constantly reminded about what this ideal woman looks like. So I wanted to look through it. And like really, sometimes when you sing something or hear it so much, you don't even like really look at it. And so I pulled it up here and I started looking through it. And something jumped out at me. So many of the traits that we identify in an ideal woman, right, as identified in Mishle, are very, very active. So let me read, read some of those active traits. She looks for wool and flax and sets her hand to them. She's like a merchant fleet bringing her food from afar. She rises while it's still night, supplies, provisions, sets her mind, plants a vineyard, girds herself with strength, performs her tasks with vigor, sees that her business thrives, sets her hands to the distaff, her fingers work. She gives generously, makes covers for herself, makes cloth and sells it, oversees activities of her household, um, and we extol her for the fruit of her hand and then... Let her works praise her in the gates. So reading through that, I know it was kind of quick, but there were a lot of verbs in there, right? A lot of action phrases. And so the reason that, re- that stood out to me is because I don't really remember learning a lot about the ideal woman being so active. This is not a woman who stands on the sidelines. This is a woman who's out there, taking action, running a household, making money, making decisions. And so I think that this woman of valor, this ideal woman, according to the Torah, is probably a lot more relatable and desirable to the modern woman uh, than we may have originally thought. I know for me, definitely resonates and definitely sounds more exciting to me. So there are definitely also softer traits, right, that are very important too. So let's see. Her husband puts his confidence in her. She's good to him and never bad. She's not worried for her household because of snow. Her household is dressed in crimson. She's clothed in strength and splendor. Her mouth is full of wisdom. Her children declare her happy. Her husband praises her. So those are... I would say, some more softer traits and are very, very beautiful. The thing is, is that the balance is where things are at, right? The balance is so important. And if we miss that balance and we only have the soft part and we don't have that active, strong, initiative-taking part, then we're missing out on something very big. And so for me, when I think back You know, about my education, about what a woman should be like, at least what's stuck with me. I really learned mostly about the softer parts, the modesty, teneus and how you act, um, guarding your tongue, you know, the woman's wisdom, the softer kinds of traits, which are very, very beautiful. But they're missing the other half of the picture. And I do want to make a disclosure about that. I know that it's cool in some places to talk badly about (laughs) whatever education we've had or maybe about what some people see as flaws within current from society. And I want to be very clear that that is not the path that we're going to take here on this show. I wanna go in a way that's constructive. If there is a gap, for example, the gap in learning about the strengths of a Jewish woman, I want us to be the change. I want us to learn that and then teach our children, right? Or teach our friends or teach our community. We're not gonna sit around bemoaning whatever we see as the gaps or the problems because that's just not gonna bring us anywhere and not definitely not gonna help us on our path of being our ideal selves. So one of the really important things, like I mentioned, is balance. And this is something we're gonna be revisiting over and over again. And it's something that for me as a therapist is something that I talk with my clients about, you know, very often because when we realize what we wanna be, sometimes we'll go into an extreme to get there. But the problem is, is that doesn't work. Extremes, you know, even if in a temporarily they see, it seems to work, making extreme and sudden changes, it's not where it's at. It's about how do we find that proper balance? And when we're looking at this softness versus strength, we are gonna be thinking about it in terms of balance. How do we find a balance? And so the problem with not having really learned how that looks to channel our energy and strength and intensity in a modern day world, what ends up happening is we don't really know where to turn to figure out how to channel that part of our personalities and our identity. And so we look around and what do we see? We have to look and see what the general public sees as an empowered woman through the lens of feminism, girl power, all that stuff, right? Which is not necessarily in line with Torah slash God perspective. And so trying to really look at the different elements of that strength and then figure out how to channel it is going to be exciting and liberating for us. And so there was actually a midrash that I learned back in seminary, back in the day, <laughs> um, that was a midrash going through Aisha's Hail, line by line, pasuk by pasuk, and associating each line with another woman from Tanakh. And so I've thought about this midrash a lot over the past 10 plus years in seminary, but only recently did I look it up and find it and get a chance to look through it more closely. And when I look through it, each woman that is spoken about, I have this desire to go and do intense research to really understand this woman's life, right? Um, Yocheved, Rus, Batya, Michal, Isha Ashunamis, all these different women that I remember learning about, I want to look at and really understand how can I emulate her? How can I be like that? And so what I want us to start with in this Midrash are, because of the time, which is almost Pesach, I feel like it's a good start to look at the women who are part of that story of Yetzirah Mitzrayim, and are also mentioned in this Midrash. So those are Batya, Yochaved, and Miriam, who are each extraordinary women and played a vital role, actually, in the story of leaving Mitzrayim. And so I think that if we explore the three of those women together, we'll be able to have a clearer starting point for what it means as a woman to have impact, make change, stand up for what we know is right, but also do it in a way that's balanced enough that is effective, right? And keeps helps us keep our dignity and I think that it's going to be exciting. And so stay tuned next week in our episode we're going to jump right in and See what we can learn from these amazing women. Please feel free to reach out to me if you have anything to add, any questions, any concerns, anything at all. And I would really, really love to be able to integrate whatever I can from the feedback that I get in order to make this show as wonderful and relatable and valuable as possible. So take care and can't wait to... Continue.